All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Talking with Tarashek podcast, episode number 61. This is the first unknown, unnamed nonsense, the new unknown, unnamed nonsense of 2023. And it's already May. So if you can believe that, it's been a long time. Christian, my man behind the board, we are back, baby. We're done, son. We're here for another edition of Unknown, Unnamed Nonsense. My man, how are you? Looking fly as ever. I'm good. I can't match that energy, man. But it's it's good to be back. How long is it? How long has it been? I think the last one we recorded might have been in November, if not the end of October. Uh, it was around in the 30s, late 30s, maybe early 40s. Uh, was the last one we did an episode. This is number episode 61. And then we did the uh, How to Start a Podcast series. Um, and then I just had a bunch of interviews lined up. Had a few, picked up a few clients for the podcast. So I've been a busy bee. A lot of stuff going on, making that money, if you know what I mean. So, uh, But I had a free week. And uh, I figured we're going to start doing these again once a, at least at least once a month we're going to do the unknown unnamed nonsense if you forget what that is i don't blame you it is still all the replays have been playing every single day on the unknown unnamed nonsense feed which is the talking nonsense with tarashek podcast playlist feed um anywhere podcasts can be found but unknown unnamed nonsense we have a list of questions that's completely random made up most of them if not all of them completely up the top of my head uh it's a growing list of 200 and counting christian the man behind the board asks a question and then we have fun answering the question. And then we kind of just go from there. The conversation continues. And if we kind of get stuck, nothing to talk about, bam, we go to another random question. If you want to submit your questions to be asked on the podcast, email me, will at APSpodcast.com. That's APSPODCAST.com. Or if you want to be a guest and have fun in this little game show we have, we can do it. You can be either local to Montclair, New Jersey. We can do it in person. Or we can bring you in remote over Zoom. It just takes a little bit of setup time and testing. But it can be done. We have done them both to great success. So, uh, yeah, Christian, that's pretty much anything I forgot for this for this uh, fun-filled podcast we do together. No, that was, that was the synopsis. That was the description. That was the whole movie. When you were saying 30s, 40s, at first I thought you were talking about what episode you were on. And I was like, damn. I was like, what is this? This is number 61, and you are on number 30 or 40, you know? It, it was like the late 30s, early 40s. We probably did a Tempor- last time in, we did in temperature. Un- 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 nonsense. In temperature. That too. Episode number and Oh, no, no. So it was episode number yeah, and episode temperature. Number. Yeah, episode number and temperature. Right, 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 right. If I had to guess, it was probably like 41, 42. Okay. But I don't know. Doesn't matter. Then they hit there. Yeah. Let's ask, let's ask our first question. First question. Are you free more... As a kid or as an adult? Oof. Oof. I mean... Go ahead. Answer it. I'm I'm going to give both sides of the coin here. You are definitely way more free as a kid in in certain terms where... I mean, I just... Especially when you're a little kid. All you do is just have fun, realistically. Like, childhood, playing outside, playing basketball, you know... And then school a little bit, like which at the time when you get older you think it's such a hassle, but you're barely paying for anything, even in high school. Like you, let's say you got you have a job. I mean, I'm privileged to have that situation where I'm not. I don't. My money is not actually like my parents could like care less whether I'm working or not because it's not actually contributing towards the bills. But that was my situation. So I mean, I had a little job, and it's just hang out. It's 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 a joyride. Versus when you start adulting, the things you want, they're a little bit further out of reach. They take a lot more effort. <laughs> so I, it's that's kind of both sides of the coin. 
I mean, because as an adult, you could do whatever you want. You could, you could, you know, stay up all night, go out. No, there's no supervision. Just do whatever the hell you want. If you want something, you don't gotta ask someone. If you're a, a single, single man, legally single, not think, just thinking for yourself, then it's there's freedom in that way. But money talks in this country. Yeah, when it comes when it comes down to it, it really does come about money. Uh, so I. I wrote this question thinking, oh, I'm going to talk about taxes. When you're a kid, you are the most free because you don't have to pay taxes. You don't have to pay for anything. You are literally financially free because you don't pay for anything. You don't pay any rent. You, you don't, don't pay any you rent. You don't pay for food. You know how much, you know how much you pay for food? A lot. Actually, actually, a few years ago, um, I did go through each and every single one of my bank statements because I was curious. I categorized everything I ever spent for the entire year. I spent a lot of money on food. That's like grocery shopping, restaurants, like dates. What like uh, just pizza, like ordering Grubhub, like whatever. I spent a lot of money on food. I kind of put things into perspective. But when like back to the point at hand, when you're a kid, you have just ignorance. Ignorance is bliss. Ignorance to the point is freedom. Like if you have if you have no idea what's going on with the debt ceiling in this country, like that's freedom to me. It's no stress. It's easy peasy. Then again, as an adult, I can get in my car and drive somewhere. As an adult, I get to tell people what to do, whether it's at my job or it's my own kids when I have them. Knock on wood. Like as a kid. The only tyranny you have is your parents, and as an adult, the tyranny you have is a government. So government and being, <laughs> yeah. and, and being a slave to a paycheck potentially. But I just went on a one week cruise with all you could eat and all you could drink. That that is also freedom. So, you know, depends on how you want to look at it. Yeah, I mean, I do, I do miss being a kid, but I also, man, I love being an adult. I mean, the I, joy that you experience from the simplest things as a kid. Yeah. You know, having like a balloon fight, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Things that just don't, you know, it's just, it's just fun. It's just joy. It's like, it's like law of diminishing returns. As you get older, you just need a little bit more. Yeah, you always need more. Well, I told you, I tell you, it comes down to money. You're financially free as a kid because you don't understand the concept of money. You know, I just pay taxes. That's terrible. I hated paying taxes. As a kid, you're like, I don't understand what taxes are. I mean, sales tax, when you buy something, a little three little word, that you don't know what it means. Like, yeah, it's the best. When, I, when we were kids, we used to throw acorns at each other. They called them acorn wars. We used to throw, uh, we used to play wiffle ball in the backyard. Like, just none of that. The, the biggest cause was like, oh, I have a spelling test in third grade. And as you got a little older, it's like, oh, I got to learn to drive a car. It's up to work. But it, it, is, it is a give and take. But if you're a poor kid, I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter <laughs> if you're an adult or whatever. Even as a even as a poor kid, um, I can't speak on that, but I can imagine there there are those hardships. However, you still have that that childlike innocence where you know playing tag is is fun. You know what I mean? Because I think as a kid, you're used to not. You can't. I mean, you don't have money, so you're used to just depending on other people or comfortable with not having the things that you haven't figured out that you want yet because you haven't like you said understood the concept of money and how what it can get you what's also there with, with consequences right when you're a kid you get punished either by a school uh your parents an older brother a sister or it's the most extreme case is you go to juvie right juvenile hall whereas an adult the consequences man they lock you up they will, oh, if you want to talk about true freedom, that is a good way to put it. Yeah, right? Like, <laughs> like if you fuck up as a kid, 
the worst that gets to happen is you go to Juvie and then you know you are, you have a record. I mean, Juvie's Juvie's no still redemption. I mean, Juvie's no cakewalk, but it no, ain't it ain't no. federal prison. It's, not, it's federal not state prison. prison, right? They don't they don't put you in solitary confinement in an eight by eight by eight by eight and a half by eleven. Like, I mean, but it's it's <laughs> relative though. It's relative, you know. Yeah. You know, for for a kid, that is a lot. Of course, you know. Of course, and it's it's still traumatizing, but it's not. Like if you if you screw up as a kid, there's room for improvement and redemption. If you're a felon, good luck getting a job. It's funny. I was actually over here on the way over here. I was like, man, because I was listening to uh, Joey Diaz on a podcast, and he's a former felon. I was like, the only reason he's successful is because he went into art. It's like, well, if you're a former, if you're a felon and you get out of jail, the only career path you can actually do without any like pushback because of your record is art. You can become an actor. You can become a comedian. Or just a musician. Or you could. It's really. Like entrepreneurship. Yeah, be a, be a, entrepreneur. You have to go into it. You have to go and you have to own your own business. Like, like yeah. Could, could you? And that's do hard. Your job? And that's hard for people who aren't a felon. Yeah. Could you do your job if you had a criminal record? Uh, no. I couldn't do my job. No, no. But, but if I was a kid who went to juvie, I probably could set up my job because there's always room. For I mean, me. but I love how they like try to like ask you on the application as if like there's hope. Yeah. It's like, do you do you have a felony? I'm like, no, not, not that I know. You of. know, <laughs> <laughs> as far as I know, there is not a warrant out for my arrest because I'm a free adult. I mean, yeah, man, it's uh, it's tough because yeah. it's it, it, like it's because it's not apples to apples. No. Freedom as a child versus freedom as an adult are two different things, and you know, it depends. See, there's so many different ways to put it. Living by your own rules, that's adult. Yeah, that's that's freedom. Yeah, but it comes with all those strings. So is it? Yeah, I did. I did love living alone. I do love living with my girlfriend now. But I mm -hmm. also did love living. I didn't think I'd like living alone as much as I actually did because I did have the freedom to do whatever I want. I could just sit in on Saturday and play video games all day. I didn't have to pretend to want to watch some movie that Jazz wants to watch on a Saturday night or whatever, right? So like, there's there's plenty of limitations as an adult, and I wonder if it's going to change as I get older when I have kids. It's like, because then once you have kids, freedom what? <laughs> Who you freedom? You want freedom? You got kids, man. <laughs> you don't have no freedom. You got responsibility. Is it now. as as you get older, the definition of freedom just changes. Yeah, you know, you like because you, you got one stage freedom. of like childhood where it's just like freedom from all the adult bullshit. Yeah. And then you got, along with that adult bullshit, there comes freedom. Yeah. But then you have kids. <laughs> I think you just become less free. You become less free. Less free. But then, but then when you become an old man, right? Like, say you're like an old man and like a... Well, no, because you're going to be taken care for. Then you have no freedom at all. You're just living by the whims of someone else. That is the least amount of freedom that you have. Well, no, well... Mm, well, because it's you kind of you, you, you kind of just go back to being a child again. Kind of, but it's that that that's the point but, I was gonna but, make. But yeah. think about it; it's a little it's a little more restrictive because because you've had those freedoms. You had the freedoms, but again, if, if you're like 80 years old in um, assisted living and you have Alzheimer's, you can't drive. Or if you had a stroke, you can't drive. That's literally taking well, away your freedoms. Your freedoms go away because your freedoms, of, as you get older, with, I think with, if, with you, health, you lose, you lose yeah, more with your freedoms. Yeah, because now you're talking about, like, mental freedom. Right, because you are, as you're old, you are strictly relying on other people to take care of you, which means you don't have as much freedom. And you still have to pay taxes. <laughs> and you're still, you still financially responsible for the most part. Whereas a kid, people try to protect your innocence. They try to protect your freedom. No one's protecting grandpa's freedom. No, nah, we're kind of, we're, we're oppressors. But in a, an endearing way. Yeah.
Uh, we, we went deep with that one. I mean, well, it's, it's an interesting thought experiment, right? Are you more free as a kid than as an adult? Well, I mean, well, it depends how, depends how you look at it. Legally, an adult. Because once you hit 18, you know, you can do certain things. Once you hit 21, you can do certain things. So you can define freedom like that by the law. You can define freedom <laughs> but it's as like, like financials. It's, it's like such a society-created version of freedom when you're yeah. an adult. Yeah, it it's is. It's like, oh, I can. I have the freedom to drink. I have the freedom to go to war. I have, I have the freedom, freedom to, to vote. Pay, to, to, yeah, to vote, yeah. to pay taxes, to do whatever you want. I mean, there's responsibilities with freedom too, right? There's plenty of responsibilities that come Spider-Man. with being free. Spider-Man. And yeah, power, responsibility, all that fun stuff. But yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, that was a good question to hop us right back in, Christian. It's, it's like uh, we're riding a bike. We just picked up right where we left off yep, back in like, yep, November. Yep. Whatever the fuck we did it. <laughs> All right. What we got? Next question. Mm, this one, I'm, I'm feeling this one right now. What are your thoughts on landlords? Oh. Because I'm, I'm, I'm moving right now, so this has been on my mind. You're looking for a landlord. I'm not looking okay, for so, a landlord. No, you're looking for a landlord. <laughs> I'm looking for an apartment. <laughs> they come with landlords. Hey, yeah, that that is owned by a landlord. So there's there's two there's two ways to go about this. So I've I've rented, man. I have been renting since my junior year of college. Um, Me too. So you can go with a company or an individual, and there are pros and cons to each. And everyone's gonna list their pros and cons. I don't trust cons. companies. I didn't think I would trust. It depends how big the company is. Like the company is like Wall Street. Yeah, I don't trust Wall Street because that's kind of what's going to happen in America. Wall Street's buying up neighborhoods, so have fun with that. And, and you know, uh, good luck getting uh, anything done with a management company. Exactly. That that's that's the point. That's the point I'm trying to make because it's a lot harder. But then again, they have the means to actually do it. Whereas an individual landlord, there's more room for there's more room for wiggle room. So like, uh, we are living with an individual who owns the whole building. So, like, when it comes to rent next year, we have more ways to negotiate rents with someone we know personally than a management company goes up. Oh, it's just uh, cost of living 5% or 6% or 8%. See, Take it or leave it. But on the other hand, a management company, sometimes they're spread thin. They are Meaning, spread Meaning, like, in an ideal world, you're like, oh, this is a company. This is a corporation. They have the resources to get it done. Oftentimes yeah. they got one guy or girl for to to maintenance thirty apartments, like landscaping. Yeah. You know what I mean? So well, it also it also you looking in the suburbs. I'm assuming I'm uh no I'm 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 looking more. Well, I was I was, but now I'm I'm probably gonna move to Jersey City. Right, so you think of Jersey City? It's not much landscaping for them to well, do. Well, I don't mean much. landscaping. I mean just just general maintenance, like even like 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 plumbing. Yeah, general or mailroom security. G- general general maintenance. Yeah. Something breaks, you have an issue, you 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 you, you know with a you call the management company, and yeah. sometimes they're you know just based off reading the reviews, it's just like yo, it takes it takes reminding or it just doesn't get done at all a lot of times with yeah. management companies. But I do get your point with um, individuals. Um, there's more room for um, that. There's more possibility that a landlord could not have the uh, resources, the money, yeah. to actually, you know, do what needs to be done, fix oh, what needs to be does. fixed. Let's say you like a pipe <laughs> breaks or something. That's gonna yeah. run an individual a lot of money. Right, and it's also, it's also tricky, right? Because like uh, my gra- my grandmother owns three properties. I think including their own. So they had one in Florida, 
one down the Cape Cod, and then one in Quincy up in Massachusetts. They rented out the one in Florida and the Cape, you know, pretty frequently when, when they weren't there. Now, I couldn't imagine if my landlord was in a different part of the country. Like, if I lived in Massachusetts, my landlord was in Florida, I'd be like, the fuck are you doing? You are, you're not lording over this land. Yeah, you're not lording over your lands. Whereas, like, um, the landlord I currently have, she's great because she she cares about the building, right? She wanted, she told us they wanted a quiet couple to take care of the place because when she retires or dies, she's going to hand the building off to her kid. So it's like, great. She is invested in her own place. It's not just a profit margin. There's levels to that level of investment, though. There is. Like, right there now, is. I'm deciding between all of them had landlords, their apartments. Yeah. But one of them has, and this is a big, uh, I don't know. One of them, and this is the way the world works. It's just a, it's a, it's a devil in a red dress. It's an enigma, right? It's ironic. The yeah. place I like the most, it looks like a home. Marble countertops, beautiful cabinetry, everything's finished, huge living room, comes with a parking spot in Ooh. Jersey City. In oh. Jersey City. Mind oh. you, I parked on the curb to see this apartment. Be- is it the Heights? I don't know where it is. I have to look the address. I'll, I'll look at I'll it. Um, no, the 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 parking situation is so bad. I did like the Romans, you know, do like the Romans do. I I, oh, yeah, I was I was looking as past. I saw the address, saw the number on the door. I looked for parking. There's no parking. There is probably at least five cars with like their wheel up on the curb. <laughs> so I get in this apartment. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's huge parking space. As, parking space, as I said, big game changer. However. The landlord lives downstairs, and they are an elderly couple. Mm. And do I want to deal with that? Well, that you would need you would need to speak. So my advice, put that camera on me. Uh, my advice would be you would speak to that landlord like, "What are your expectations of me as a tenant?" Like, because I've never lived in a landlord with a landlord in the same building. I would not like that. I have. This would be my fourth time. Other mm. times weren't so bad, but. I was younger. So, right. like, yeah, your actions have consequences, but, like, when they do have the consequences, you don't necessarily care as much. You know, right. let's say you want to play some music and the landlord tells you to turn it down. You just turn it down, but you still turn it up again. Yeah, you, 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 turn, you turn it again <laughs> But as an day. adult, you're just like, yo, I probably shouldn't do this. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm just like, okay, like, you don't want to, you know, be in a situation where you have to ask your landlord, like, if you're going to have a housewarming. Is that okay? You know what yeah. I mean? That's like having parents. We're yeah. grown. Like, 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 yeah, that's true. Freedom. Talk back, back to freedom. But it's, it's more of like how much, how about, you know, how much can they tolerate? Now, they can tell you don't have people over. You go, yeah, yeah, okay. But then you read the lease. Is it in the lease? No. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Pretty much. You get legal on them. Yeah, and you and you don't have that with the management company. Like, I've had a great management company, one in Hoboken. I think it was Applied Housing. People said it was a nightmare. I've had nothing but a great experience with them. You know, they had an exterminator come once a month. Uh, their maintenance people kept the building clean. All the mailroom was like not the mailroom, but everything was like in a locked cage. Like, what were the packages. What were the horror stories? I don't know. Like, I, it's people people online and people tell me like this. Like, they've had horror stories. Like, I had never had any issue. I would just email like the person who showed me the property. Be like, hey, here's the issue here. They scheduled someone. They came. It got fixed. But you, you're probably your rent's probably a pretty penny. Uh, rents back then it was two of us. It was about twelve seventy five each. That was twenty twenty, but twenty nineteen. I mean that's a de- that's a decent. Was that a two bedroom? 
Two bedroom. That's a decent two bedroom. Yeah. I mean, was this Hoboken? Hoboken. And before that, I was paying. God, how much was I paying? It was a three bedroom. I split it three ways with two other girls. I don't remember how much I was paying, but it was less than that. Maybe All it was right. More, no, it was less that than is that. giving me the perfect the perfect pivot here. This this question isn't on the list. Okay, please. Living with opposite gender roommates. I had no issue. Because so you know what they, we... they say a lot of stuff. Like it's it's a bad idea. Because I was considering mm-hmm. it myself. I had I did well. You might have some issues because uh, <laughs> you're because you're because you're pretty. Um, I I didn't have any issues. So what happened to me was I had moved into Hoboken. Um, twenty. It's been five years now, actually in May. So I I sublet. I took over someone else's room, and there was just two other girls there. Super nice. Kept to themselves. Like if you're a guy living with two girls, it's uh. And they were strangers. I had no idea who they were. I mean, there's 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 some ground rules. It's like um. Well, the main one is just don't be a creep. Yes, correct. Personal space. Like, one thing I learned about uh, living with women in that way, they d- didn't interact with each other either. Like, they were friends, but they didn't interact with each other. They mostly stayed in their room and cooked and, like, were in the bathroom. Sounds, that was Sounds it. friendly. Yeah, I mean, they were fine. No, they were being, nice, they were nice girls. But. <laughs> yeah. And one of them had a dog, uh, co- uh, a corgi, which was just so cute. I miss, I miss Mocha. He was a great dog. Um, but... I had no issues. You know, we were cordial. We were respectful. You know, I did my podcasts from there. They never knocked on my door once. I'm going to shut the fuck up. You know, no problems with music. We all had different work schedules. So it depends on the girls. You know, they moved out. Another girl moved in. She had no... I I lived with five different girls in that apartment from people moving in and out. I never had any issue. And then when I moved out, it was two guys and a girl. Yeah. And it's, it's so it, it it depends on the people. Yeah, I mean, and, you, know, you know, you're not a you're not a creepy guy. I mean, I think it's like don't be a creep, don't hit on your roommates. Yes. <laughs> don't take it there. Yes. And if you follow the and the thing is, they're really easy rules, but for some people. Yeah. You know. Or you know, you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I would have preferred to live with guys. Don't get me wrong, but I had no problem with. And the girls I lived with, they were all really nice. And then I moved in with Nash. Um, and then COVID happened. Nash and from Nashville. Nash Coolest from Nashville. guy. Yeah. But uh, would you ever want to be a landlord? I think I could. I think, um, I think, well, this is he what every like this is what block. every tenant would say. I mean, this is what every person would say, as long as I have a decent tenant. But I've been... I've been told that I'm pretty intuitive, like empathic. Mm. I, I'm real big on energy, and I can kind of – I've had the situation where I'm like somebody just didn't rub me right, and I didn't know the reason, didn't act on it, was still, you know, polite, respectful, friendly, but then yeah. stuff came out later. And I'm like, huh, oh, yeah. that's interesting. So I think I would probably be able – if I get a good tenant, if I was able to use those intuitive wizard-like powers to uh, choose a good tenant, then I think I'd be pretty cool, and I wouldn't sweat the small stuff, you know. And I probably it depends. It also the type of landlord you are also depends on whether you live on the property. Mm. I think. Yeah, that's a big thing for me. So like, there's these like split level houses, or like you know like um, multifamilies. Multifamilies where it's like I live in the bottom floor, um, and then someone lives above us or below us. I don't want that, uh, especially if it's a house. You know that that's mine. I don't want to I don't want to share that. That's mine. 
Well, if I do, I'd put the trouble people. I mean, if you could actually, you know, think about this beforehand. I put the trouble right. people on the top. Like I'm thinking a three family. <laughs> the, the, the trouble people are on the top. The the modest, quiet, don't cause any problem people are on the second. And if yeah. I, you know, I'm saying if I live there, then I'd mm-hmm. be on the first. You know, okay. maybe. Yeah, I mean, I have, I have no problem owning another property because I, I do want to own a, own a multifamily, but I don't know if I want to live there. But you know, when you're starting off, that's probably how most people start off. They start mm-hmm. off living with. And then once they expand, it's like, yeah, I'm not trying to deal with this anymore. Yeah. But people think it's really easy being a landlord. I'm like, no, it's work. It's hard. You you got another set of children that are adults. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. All right, that's a good question. What else we got? (laughs) This one's so messed up. Uh, I'm not going to say that one. Okay, my my friend wrote this one, actually. Well, you can, you don't want to skip it. When someone close to you dies, how long do you take to unfollow them on social media? That's a good one. I did. I, I mean, I I I'm just glad, glad I, I just it. wouldn't. It's not like why would you unfollow them? Like it's not like they're going to be posting and then you're going to like see the posts and remember that they're no longer here. Like what is your incentive to actually unfollow them? It's just weird. Right, so like well, the the thing that we're like more people at, at one year at at some point there's gonna be more dead people on Facebook than the actual human. Well, we we we've talked about that right on this podcast before. I think that the future of Facebook is a graveyard, right? Um, and there's gonna be more dead people than alive people on it. Now, I I saw this question. I thought back. It's like, okay, how many people on my Facebook like friend I'm friends with are actually dead? And there's a handful of them. Um. A lot of overdoses from high school. Uh, one of them is actually my cousin. And, you know, just a few things here and there. And I think I'm still friends with all of them. But there's no reason why. Like, I've never thought about unfriending someone who's dead on Facebook. And it's like, other than my cousin, it's no one who is actually close to me. So, it's I think it's weird if someone who's alive still posts updates. Like... Oh, today and Tay would have been so and so's. Like it's extra weird if they're like, oh, this this is Brian. This, today is Brian. If they say it in like in Brian's voice, today would have been my thirty third birthday. Oh. oh my god, that is that but is very creepy. I I've never seen that. It's it's more of it's more of oh, today would have been Brian's thirty third birthday. You know, like I'm sad, love mom or something like that, which is still a little weird. But hey, man, grieve how you grieve. But to answer the question, uh. I don't, and I haven't because I haven't seen the need to. It's extra. It would be extra weird if like you got a notification that someone like unfriended you, but I just I've never thought about it. Yeah, I mean personally, I just I just wouldn't because here's the thing: we're no we're in an era where people do not have photo albums anymore, right? Right. So hypothetically, friend, family member dies. Do you unfollow them? Their profile's private. Now mm-hmm. what? You want to go back down memory lane? It's over. Nobody knows yeah. their password. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. done. <laughs> you gonna, I mean, there's somebody who didn't follow them. You're going to really go through the trouble of finding somebody who does follow them and have them send you screenshots? That's even weirder. That's extra weird. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and if it's someone who was close, well, then again, if it's someone who was actually close to you, like you probably have pictures with them already. To, right, so why you need their profile? 
Say again? Like if it's someone who's close to you, right? Like like um like say like I don't know, a, a good fr- a good friend of yours, right? They get die in a car accident, right? You probably have pictures with them already in your phone. Why do you need their public Facebook profile? Or Instagram for that matter. I don't know. I guess not. I guess not. Like I can, I can kind of take a twist and turn for this one too. So like breakups. Mm. Breakups breakups like I'm not saying unfollow them from breakups. Yeah, that's that's pretty normal. But if you're dating for like three years, do you delete all the photos together from your social media? This you know, I think the real question is, because this has been a topic of debate in my life, do you delete photos because what everything's the everything's cloud-based right i think mm-hmm. the photos are an abyss and sometimes your phone will be like remember this yeah. right and it'll yeah. it could be a bad time but that's not the point i'm trying to make if you were in a previous relationship do you delete those photos uh i have i don't I and don't i've either. had girls say well like you're not gonna have you know all these moments with someone in your phone like you know like they say if we were to, if we were you know serious and I'm like well, I mean I'm not I'm not deleting things like I took this picture for a reason I was happy at this point in my life it's over yeah yeah but yeah it's 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 done but yeah. I wouldn't delete like I've only I've only had like one actual relationship other than the one I'm in now mm-hmm. and it didn't end bad right you know it was just like you know we both graduated college and she wanted to move back home I wanted to stay with New York and it just didn't work so cool I had no reason to delete images right now like if jazz and i got if jazz cheated on me and i broke up with her i can't say i'd still feel the same way maybe i would delete well them. yeah i, I mean that's I that's know, a different right? situation but, i mean but but to your point though i don't delete them because it's like this is a point in my life like i don't want to just i'm not erasing parts erase of my life that. for like really anyone it's like well it happened whether you see the picture or not we were at th- this yeah. particular restaurant on this day yeah. and we took a picture <laughs> You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> and I posted it with a stupid caption. You know, whatever. And that, <laughs> yeah. But that was then and this is now. I just, like, then again, if someone's like, I just want it gone from my profile, like, I just don't I want to forget that part of my life, I get it. Well, I, I get, I I get, get the argument when it comes to, like, social media. It's like, okay, well, why do you have a picture of your, like, your ex on your, on, let's say, your Instagram? Yeah. I get that. I get that a little bit. Because it's like, okay, well it's me now why is why is this other person there I, I get i get that but i also could bring that back to your previous statement that i agree with the sentiment that like that was a part you got to scroll down for that yeah, yeah you gotta <laughs> that's find at the it. bottom you gotta actively find it. <laughs> you know what i mean this is at the top this is the latest but i get that though it's like why you know it also depends the level of seriousness like marriage or something right, you know? right. have you ever been winked at <laughs> you know, uh, I don't think so. I don't think I have ever been winked at. It's a nice little, like I, I'm, I've been told I'm pretty good at winking. I'm a pretty well, good winker. Let's put it, let's put it on you real quick. Let's see, let's All see. Right, so, so you just, you just, you, I'll take the glasses yeah, off. Yeah, let's say. It's kind of like it's like just look at him, go little, little, little wink. Oh, uh, with the cheek, uh, little, yeah. little, little side smile. Yeah, little, little, little. If you're just on audio, sorry, go to YouTube or to TikTok. It'll be on They're going to tune too. in for the wink. It's just like, because like, uh, I'll, I'll wink at Jazz at home. I was going to be like, hey. I think I got winked at by the, at the first time um, last week. Last week? Oh, this is topical. But it's not, 
it was from it was from an older woman and it wasn't it wasn't like that you know it was just a wink and um a colleague and oh. yeah, yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't Ooh. a spice. It wasn't a spicy wink. It wasn't a spicy wink. Here's, here's the thing. Like, is is okay? Is winking, is winking a sexual? It can gesture? be. I know it can well, be. Most but things, is things it can inherently. Be. Most things can't be. Uh, I, I think. I, I, what, what is it like? Well, I guess. But it's like um, a wink miss. Like I acknowledge you, right? Like if uh. See, but we know. think about it like that. Do you know? I you know what? I think this really comes down to the smirk face. Yeah, if you're gonna, if you're gonna you know, smile with it, get a little head nod. You know, but I think a wink, because a wink could be, it could be innocent. It could be like, it's like, oh man, I'm really struggling with this. You'll get there, and you know, a little wink. I can't wink. I look like I'm like discombobulated when I do it. Like you'll get it, kid. And it's like a wink, whatever. It doesn't have to be spicy. It's just such a weird. It's just such a weird concept. It's like I'm just gonna blink with one eye and call it. Which a takes wink. significant effort. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm much better at winking with my right eye. I've never been winked at. That only happens in the movies. Yeah, it's a very, it's a very Hollywood. You know, where thing, like a but... like a girl winks at you or something like yeah. that doesn't. Like here's the thing, like right, if you if you had a like, in a movie, right, you're at a bar, the girl winks at you, the guy walks over, the guy winks at her, and she walks over. You did that in real life. They're getting security. <laughs> or they're just being like, like what's get get away from me? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I should try it. Let's go. Maybe we should try winking at strangers on the subway. It's like, let's see what happens. Maybe we're not on the subway because it's like crowded and it's compact. But if you like walk on the street, if you move to Jersey City, it's the first day, go up to someone and it's wink. Or like if you go to, if you go to a bodega, get a breakfast sandwich, like thanks, bud, and wink. That's just a lot. That's really a lot. <laughs> That's really a lot. <laughs> it's just weird. It's That's weird. A lot. Yeah. I, I would have to practice. I, I, that's a lot. I only see how people like can't like how you bad at winking. It's just one eye. Cause you see how my whole cheek moves. It's not right. It's that's not fine. right, man. That's fine. Look, look at my look at my mustache. I you know what I th- <laughs> I think I think you 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 shield how bad you are at winking by smiling at the same time. That's how you kind of. Nah, my whole face moves. I can't do it, man. Yeah, and it doesn't work if you're not smiling. If you're not smiling, it's just it's just weird. You gotta be smiling. It just looks like you got something in your eye. Maybe, maybe, yeah. I don't think I've ever been winked at, and I I want to be. Someone wink at me. Someone cat call me or whistle. Just wink. I bet if we, I bet, I bet girls have a difference. I bet they've been winked at more. Oh yeah, for I sure. I, I I do wish we had a female perspective on this mm. podcast for the winking mm. question. So uh, I'll I'll will save that one. I'll just, I'll just go up to a woman like, have you been winked at? What do you think? It's for my podcast. And I go, no. They just did. Yeah. Now we now what do you think? You like it? <laughs> Let's see what happens. Wink, winking at him. Um, that was a good, quick one. What else we got? Can you teach confidence? Ooh, I think. I don't. I don't think you can. You genuinely for see like what I mean. It's a tough question. Genuinely, I don't think it can be taught. I think it can be imitated. It can be but imitated. But I think it can be you can manufacture situations that give someone confidence. I actually thought about this uh recently. I was like, "All right, I have a friend who doesn't have that much confidence. But what if I just 
let's say I went up to some people in a bar and I was like, yo, my friends, like, for example, not realistic, movie-like stuff. My friend's having a hard time. He's this, he's that, da-da-da-da, he's awesome. Go talk to him. Let's say they listen. And then they go talk to him. He's going to feel confident after that. Yeah. And then he's going to start feeling, feel, feel, you know, start feeling yourself. And at that point, it was manufactured. There are situations that can make you confident. They could be conjured up or they can happen naturally. And think at that point, you just, you just, you act the role. You act like a confident person. I don't think you can teach it. You can instill confidence. Exactly. Right? Like exactly. You, you can hype someone up, but that confidence doesn't come from someone else. That confidence comes from within. People, my entire life, have been trying to teach me to be confident. No, but you, you are like, confident. In my own way. Right? It, it took me a long time to get there, and a big thing that helped me was podcasting, believe it or not. I believe but, it. Um, people have been like, this is what you got to do like, to get girls. This is what you got to do to be good at sports. Or This is what you got to do. And it comes down to just be confident. Just believe in yourself. It's like, well, how do you do that? Like, No one can physically teach you that. People can believe in you, and that can create confidence. But confidence is an emotion. right? Confidence is a feeling. Can you teach someone to be sad? Right. I mean, but no. but success you can make someone sad. <laughs> success breeds confidence. Yes, that's also So true. it doesn't you could be people think of see the thing is confidence has a certain it's always orient, orientated in a certain way that like confident means that you go and talk to people and you're social and you're the life of the party and you're funny and you're charming and all of the things but you could be the most confident like locksmith. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh, the last guy said this is going to take two hours. I have five minutes. I got it. You know what I mean? You, you could yeah, be yeah. confident in that way. Yeah. That's still an internal thing. Right. That, that is an internal thing. I think finding the thing that you're good at breeds confidence. It doesn't have to be the stereo, the, the prototypical things. Right. But like, okay, so how can you teach yourself to be confident? Right? Because that's like, can you teach yourself to be confident? It's hard to be confident if you suck at something. That's true. But you can also just fake it till you make it. Like, I, I, I would say, like, I cannot teach you, Christian, to be confident at podcasting, right? I can just do podcasts with you and hope you pick it up, right? But I can teach myself to be confident by doing it over and over again, listening back, editing myself, trying to replace myself, stop saying right so much, stop saying like so much, improve on things, eventually you get better at it. That's kind of teaching is self-confidence. But... No one can teach you how to do that. They can teach you how to become good at podcasting, but to be confident and believe in yourself to do it, I can't teach you. you gotta, that. It takes it takes practice and repetition. You could you could life coach you could be like you could bullshit. be. Oh, that's a good point. That should have been a question. What do you think about life coaches? I mean, because you could them. be <laughs> on paper, you could you could be king or queen of the castle. Mm-hmm. Let's say all all you know most of most of the things like. On paper, you got a great job, you got the car, you got the house, you do fun things, but you're socially inept. You don't know how to talk to people. The person isn't really considered confident, even though they have the success. So that's just me playing the other side of the coin, playing devil's advocate. Right. Yeah. So I would say, no, you can't really teach someone else to be confident because it just doesn't, doesn't work. Like if you don't believe in yourself, you're not going to be confident. Confidence is a, it's an internal thing. It's not an external thing. But it's like drive, will. Yeah, willpower. Can't make you. Can't make you want it. 
Yeah. You can't you can't force confidence in somebody. You know, you can you can hype them up. Again, you can try. You can be a good friend. You can be supportive. But if they don't believe it, it doesn't it's all it's all for nothing. So that's good. It's a good it's a good question though. Talk that stuff, Will. Like motivational people, motivational speakers, it's just like you guys gotta be confident. You gotta believe. You gotta do this. You gotta. I do mean, that. those people do have a skill. They really have the ability to tr- very to persuasive. translate to transfer their energy onto a group of people. But then what right. happens when those people leave? You know, right. maybe it lasts a couple days. But sometimes that's all it takes. And that's the argument to be made about life coaches and motivational speakers. You just need a little kick in the ass to get started. And then maybe you start building that confidence on your own. Yeah. Maybe. Right. But I would even say the same thing, right? Because you can listen to motivational speakers all day long and still be on the couch listening to motivational speakers. It's like this self-help books. they say go do – yeah. Well, actually, self-help there – is, there is one or two self-help books that actually I did find very, very useful. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I didn't become successful because I read that book. I became successful because – of what I took away from that book, it's a very, it's a me. And more, thing. And more importantly, thing. what you did after. Exactly, it's what I do with the information. But no one taught me how to do that. I took this idea I heard and was like, oh, that makes sense to me. Here's how you, I. You can weren't use a looky loo. You actually, yeah, exactly. you actually applied it. Yeah, it's like, do I credit my drum teacher for me being good at drums, or do I credit me for practicing and playing and being good at it? He introduced it, but you, you put the work it. in. Right. Are you good at but drums? I'm okay. I mean, people think I'm good, but uh, I don't think I'm good. Cause I, I didn't practice. I convinced my drum teacher for 10 years I did, but I didn't. So if I actually applied myself, I would be pretty good at it. But I just – I never wanted to be a musician. I never wanted to be good at music, but I, I am. So that's just kind of the way it is. You're in a studio, sir. I know I'm in a studio. guitars and instruments around you. Well, I, you, know why, you know why I didn't play guitar? Um, this one right here specifically because I broke too many strings. I started playing with my friends a little you bit. Broke, I broke like two strings. How hard are you plucking them? I don't know. I was gripping the guitar like way too hard. <laughs> yeah, I broke, some strong I broke two, fingers, man. I broke two strings. My friend's guitar I was like, you know what? I'll play drums. <laughs> so, break the sticks, but they're easily replaceable. Yeah, I, I never, I never broke a pair of sticks. Um, I think I, I probably still have my original pair of sticks unless I broke them. So <laughs> I don't remember. I don't know. Memento. But uh, you know, I live in an apartment, so when I get a house, I'm gonna buy a drum kit again and start pl- and start jamming a little bit. But uh, yeah, but like um, I did I did a I got a concert. I did I did one concert with my eighth grade band, and you know, did my drum teacher teach me how to be confident when playing? No, he told me how to play. But when I went up there and did like a drum solo or played songs like Teen Spirit or whatever we played, the confidence came with it with within to make sure I could actually do this. Like you could teach someone all you want how to play drums. If you're scared to get on stage, no one's gonna conquer that stage fright other than yourself. Now that's a fact. And watching yeah. someone else do it is not necessarily gonna solve the problem. Right. Or it's someone you teaching you how to do it isn't gonna solve the problem either. It can be the same with motivational speakers, it can be the same with the gym. Right? You can have a personal trainer, but if you still eat like shit, there's only so much they can do. You gotta want it. <laughs> Yeah, so can you teach confidence? You can teach yourself how you do that. Just do it. You know, it's an emotion. It's a feeling. Question. What do you got? Should military service be mandatory in the U.S.? I say hell no. Okay, that's a strong hell no. Go for it. Nah, because... 
are I don't know what the the actual statistic is, but our military already like first of all, Americans are assholes. Yes, globally, globally sure. we yeah. think our shit don't stink. We think the world revolves around America. Yep. So add being trained like fighters with military <laughs> experience. <laughs> Add the fact that people are already going crazy over losing their guns and actually give us, man, there would be a rebellion. It would be a mutiny. Every time there was an issue, I think it would destroy democracy. <laughs> it's too much. Interesting. It's, it's, too, it's too much. And look, and the, the point, I was, the statistic I was going to try to say is that like we make up like 40% of the military budget in the world. Already, yeah, I believe that as yeah. one country. So add the fact that like we're gonna be some 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 killing machines. I don't know. It's like our military budget is number one in the world. The next ten, we have more than the next ten combined, and nine of them are our allies. In terms of the highest military budget in the world. Yeah. So out of the top eleven, we have more than the top the next ten combined, and nine of those are our allies. I think the. Tenth one's like Russia or not maybe uh, China. I don't know. I don't even think but this is real. I'll just look this up. It says eight hundred and one billion, twenty twenty one. I might that's representing thirty nine percent of the world's military spending. Yeah, that's not that sounds accurate. They get a lot of money, even though they don't know where it is. But uh, man, well, say like when I when I say mandatory service, I think it depends. Like, okay, what do you mean? Oh, it isn't necessarily service? everyone's going to be a marine, <laughs> right? You know what I mean. That that could be it could be, could be, could be reserve Coast Guard, army. Yeah. And if if the if the qualifications here is you have to go overseas and serve, or you got to go into combat, absolutely the fuck not. Everybody's not made for that. No, but if you it, oh, it, and everyone would have PTSD. Yeah, you don't want that either. You shouldn't. You shouldn't man, mandate that people serve overseas or they get a gun in their hand. But service can mean multiple, right. multiple, serving, multiple different things. Serving your country in some military aspect. I mean, you could be yeah. you could be a plane engineer. Right. Sure. But you still have to go through the boot yeah. camp, right? Yeah. Like uh, like when Katrina happened, right? They sent the Coast Guard or people from the EPA, whatever. The EPA is not military, but they sent the Coast Guard. Let's say, right? That's something you could serve in. Like, service can mean a whole different things in the branch of military, and it does kind of teach you discipline. Those people who are kind of going crazy, mm -hmm. you know, they kind of need a drill sergeant to kind of whip them into shape and get that structure. It teaches you discipline. It can teach you patriotism and love for your fellow man. Like, there's definitely great benefits in the military. In the, in the past few weeks, Christian, I had playing military men on the podcast, and— their experience was great. And a lot of them weren't just like, you know, people who struggled in high school. It was people who just wanted to make a difference or what have you. And if you ask them, they'd probably also say no. So I'm also going to say no. Well, because not everybody has... Not, like not everybody has... Yes, I was going to say Israel does it. But not everybody has the moral compass or ability to be responsible with... Well, when I was going to the extreme. Yeah. Like actually fighting, you know, trained soldiers. No, but that'd be ridiculous. when when that'd you be break it, when you expand upon the definition of service, not everybody in the military is going is going into combat. Yeah, like you can you can even break it down. I'd say most people in the military don't even leave the country. Well, they say right? most they police officers don't fire their guns. Exactly, right? They stay still. They stay on in, at U.S. bases wherever they're stationed across the country. But those the values are still instilled, though. 
is your opponent. Everyone, everyone goes through boot camp. Everyone has to pass the same physical, whether you're an Air Force mechanic, whether you are a Marine, whether you are a defensive, whether you are a person in the military band. You still go through the exact same basic training. And it ha- it does have great benefits in places like Israel because, again, it's a kind of the patriotism. And you get more respect for your service members, which— And fellow, and fellow men. And fellow, and fellow countrymen. And I think it will also expose you to multiple people of different classes. Like if you go to boot camp, depending where you are, you know, you can have people from across the whole country with multiple different political backgrounds. And that can make you appreciate things or it can even turn you into a skinhead Nazi. So it can go both ways. Yeah. <laughs> in, the, in the U.S. military specifically. So I think there is benefits to it. It would just, it would, It's one of those things that works other places that would never, ever work here. Because there's too many people, we're too diverse, too many different viewpoints, and like you said, we're crazy and gun crazy. So yeah. it it wouldn't work as well as it could work on paper, but well, it's just because I of get- the American value system, you know. Like like you're saying, it it works in other places. I'm not sure, but again, in those other places, the definition of service is probably similar. It's not necessarily combat. Like you you could honestly put this towards community service too. Like actual community service, and just say okay, the military, like the army or whatever, is gonna handle this certain thing, like like a food bank, right? The, like the Red Cross. Think of that. Even that, say the Red Cross is part of the military. That's something that could work. Like service could be a bunch of different things, as in community service. Now, did the, the question say armed forces or military? What the, what the question actually say? The question says just military service. Military be, service. should it be mandatory in the U.S. Right, so that, that can mean a service that the military can conduct. So you could expand, like the military's already expanding anyway. You could expand the military to community outreach. Hmm. I don't think that's going to happen, but theoretically you could. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think that specifically like the Coast Guard, you know, if there's natural disaster, like those, those uh, tornadoes in the, in the Midwest just happens, right? You got, people just got to clean it up, right? Or like California loves using prison labor for things. Maybe you don't use prisoners, and uh, just make it be community service. You're an active member of your community. And everyone has a stake in the game. If you're forcing people to do service to the country, you have a greater stake in the well-being of said country. Right. Imagine every single person had to do a certain level of um, community service before they yeah. were considered a civilian. Right. But that also goes against the idea of freedom. Right. And the... American dream. You could be whatever you want. Yeah, and American values. So, And we know rich people just get out of it. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good point. That's yeah, a good point. They would. They would. They wouldn't pay. They wouldn't do it. They'd fuck this. You think You think like Jack Black's kid's going to do it? I'm going to make Jack some, make some calls. Awesome. Yeah, right? All right, Christian, how long have we been going? Uh, 51 minutes. Let's do one more. All right. You want... We want something serious, something funny. Do something funny. Who would win a fight? A grizzly bear or a bull? Uh, they gotta be on neutral ground. So neutral ground to me would be a grizzly bear can't be in the woods, and a bull can't be I don't know where the bulls live, the farm. So I guess where, 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 <laughs> where do they, where bulls they fight, live? Where, where they fight on the I beach. mean, I really don't <laughs> think it matters where I don't really think it matters. No, it does because where if, a bull if, is, it's not like the bear. <laughs> like, like you say, the bear can't be in the woods. Like, what do you think it's gonna take? Like a branch and swing it at the bull? <laughs> it's just, it's not beating the fuck <laughs> like, out of it. You know like, what I'm saying? Like, what does a 
they just use their bodies. It don't really matter where they are. All right. So I mean, so I mean, a, you do have a point though with the bear. The bear could climb a tree if it's get if it's getting yeah. messed up. It could try to retreat into so a tree. They're, they're they're fighting in the world's largest parking lot. I say put right? the bear in the same place that like where they do bullfighting. Bullfighting. That's like that's just a gauntlet. Then the bull has the advantage. How does it have an advantage? Because it's natural habitat. It's not its point. natural habitat. It's not where it's not its natural it's, habitats in captivity. It's not where bulls live. It's a, it's an it's an area that they are familiar with. Like, do bulls live on like the plains? I guess there's well, cows, right? So farms. I mean, it's a circular like gauntlet. So I'm saying, put them in a put them in a parking lot. Put, parking this, lot fight. This, yeah, like 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 a four acre parking lot, like like the MetLife parking. lot. So they're lot. both That's confused they're because they're on concrete. Exactly. They're it's, on it's, pavement. It's, it's 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 level playing ground. It's 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 fair. So it's not like it's not like it's not like it's not like it's a shark and a bull. So it's like okay, well it has to try has to be in some kind of water because no no no, yeah. it's level playing ground. They're on they're in a giant parking lot, no obstructions. It's just a blank canvas. This should be cars, like just like couple parked cars. Scattered, you know, cars so they could like you could run around, you know, make it in, make it interesting. Okay, okay, it's fine. There's there's a few Honda Buicks. All right, how about that? Um, so who would win in a fight? So. The, the bear has an advantage because it has two legs. It can run ones and twos, and it can use its hands and claws. Bull, the only way it can really attack is its face, the horns. It's not a good. It's not. Uh, bull's not a good fighter, but then but again, what is the bull, weight of a bear versus a bull, though? Well, Google it. So the weight of a grizzly bear, and then the weight of a bull. So I'll, I'll Google the bull. You know, I'm gonna ask ChatGPT who's gonna win this fight. Yeah, ask, ask ChatGPT. Of a grizzly. All right. I think, I mean, the bull weighs more, but it's not. So we got here. I mean, they're pretty a bear, a, a bear weighs about, on average, a male, 600 yep. pounds. Oh, that's a lot. But I think bulls weigh more. I'd say bulls probably weigh like eight. Okay, 1,100 and 2,200 pounds. Okay, so it's almost twice the size. Yeah, if not more. but it, it can't move like a bear, though. But it's all muscle. Okay, it is so all muscle, though. It's all muscle. So it's, it's it can like, sustain some damage, you know what I mean? Like, like the bear is going to tire itself out before the bull can even get it. And also, like, the who's going to run faster, the bull or the bear, if one needs to get away? I think the, I think the bull. I think the bear. You think the bear is going to be faster? The, the, the bull has more muscle. It's harder to move around with that. Like, yeah, I mean... They're they're bigger. They're less agile. Well, if you got if you got Dave Bautista running after Rey Mysterio, Rey Mysterio is going to win because Rey Mysterio is smaller and Dave Bautista is so how fast? Wait, wait, wait for it. How fast can a bull run? How fast can a bull run? Thirty-five miles an hour. I'd say a bear is probably about the same. Oh, look at that brown bear, but let's say grizzly. Grizzly bear, because grizzly, grizzly, uh, grizzly bear is specific because it's bigger. Thirty-five. Thirty-five. So the same. Uh, All right. The bears are like, they're like, they're like soft. They are soft, but they're they have teeth. They they have more. They weapons. have more weapons. They have their hands, their paws with their claws, and their teeth and their their roars. Bulls this. I don't know what sound bulls make. That's the best I got. Um. So ChatGPT says grizzly bears are generally more agile and have longer limbs, sharp claws, and powerful jaws. So it's three weapons. 
which are adapted for hunting and defense. Bulls, on the other hand, have strength and mass, sharp horns, and a powerful charge. But the charge, I think, is kind of renderless, uh, useless because they both run the same speed. Um, and they, they, they use for defense. So they're both kind of defensive predators. Um, depending on the factors such as size and age. So like the size, age, physical conditions are the exact same because it's for fairness. Uh, and the level of aggression in the environment when the fight takes place. Um, okay, of course, don't promote animal violence. Thanks, ChatGPT. This is all hypothetical, bitch. Um, I'm going to go with the grizzly bear. This is what, this is what, Google, this is what Google says. You want to read it? If the grizzly bear has an opportunity to ambush the raging bull, it will, ha it will it'll have an easy win. But if the grizzly bear is startled by the bull and a large cattle could have a chance to gore the grizzly with its curved horns, however, it's unlikely the bull would knock out the grizzly with one attack. So that's the thing. Like, it's not, it's, it's, a, it's like a like Pokemon uh, stadium, right? <laughs> it's just fight. Um, and the bell rings and they charge each other or they do whatever they want to do. It's not a sneak attack. Do you think... Because it says the bear could be startled. Do you think the, like, you know, we have this idea of, like, teddy bears being soft and cuddly. I mean, a real. No, bears are vicious. They, bears they are can assholes. be, but if it was being attacked by a bull, how would it react? Viciously. There got to be some video of this somewhere. Well, they're not, they don't have natural habitat, so it, has, it probably hasn't happened naturally ever. Not naturally, but some, very, somebody, some, somebody like. That was promoting animal violence. Some crazy man. <laughs> Somebody that was promoting animal violence. I mean, but if if the bull can get its horns, like, because it's on this side, right, and they go outwards. I mean, but yeah. it's just like I, I get your point, because the the bulls is gonna come like this, and the bears just gonna move. It's like when you got a little brother, and you just like just hold their head. It's just like yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You just keep moving out of the way. I think it's the bear has more of an arsenal, but the bull is just twice the but size. But who has more stamina? Does the bear have stamina? Is the bear going to get tired of running out of the way? No, but it could easily just run. Mm, could it just run around when the bull's charging and then come and get it from the back? No, the, the bear's going to hold like a, a red sheet and go, Total! Total! Exactly. Woo! It's like the Berenstein bears. I don't know, man. I'm still going with the bear. No, that's fair. It's it's gonna take. I just always root for the underdog. Yeah. Bad choice of words. It, it depends. It depends on the bear's on the bear's cardio. Exactly. Yeah. If the bear's out of shape, just bulls. Are, I mean, like if the bear just came out of hibernation. Ooh. <laughs> mm. All right. So I'm gonna go with the bear. You gonna go with the bull? I I want to go with the bull, but I just don't think it's likely. I just I like rooting for the underdog. And, but it's probably going to be the bear that wins that one. I would just love seeing them fight in a parking lot. Like they just, I mean, you guys got to have natural ground, man. <laughs> it can't a be crowd of humans cheering them on. <laughs> yeah, right? They just start going on to people and just, just start. I mean, at that people. point, they might join forces. Yeah, they could. They, 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 put, they push the rings together and they form Mega Bull, Man Bear Pig. I don't know that one. Oh, it's your South Park. Come on, Christian. Come on. Oh, uh, no, nah, nah, I've never really gotten to really watch South Park. Oh man, oh man, that's a that's a damn shame to you. But ladies and gentlemen, that will wrap up this podcast. Uh, thank you for listening to Talk with Tarish podcast, the unknown, unnamed nonsense edition. Uh, confidence landlords and bear attacks. I don't know. We'll think of a question. We'll think of a title afterwards. That's how we do it here. Uh, Christian, anything you want to plug before we go? 
Uh, no, that's about it. Cube Recording Studios. This was shot uh, audio and video shot here. We could edit it. We could do whatever you want. CubeRecordingStudios.com, Montclair, New Jersey. We're on Apple Maps. We're on Maps. We're on Waze. All the places you can look up a location. Look us up on Google. You'll see all that. All right. I got a lot of good guests coming up for the month of May. Starting up, we got a man named, I think his name's Adrian. He is uh, a journalist who is over in Iraq or Afghanistan or Iran or Somewhere in the Middle East, so it's going to be a lot of fun talking about American imperialism, my favorite. Uh, the following week, I got John uh, Cooper, who is a good TikToker, 50,000 followers covering uh, politics. So a lot to talk about there. We're going to have a lot of fun there. And then following him is Ryan Sullivan, who is a return guest from the Ambiguous Podcast Solution, uh, founder of or works at Podcast Principles, talk a lot about podcasting. It's a lot of fun stuff there. We're coming up with the debt ceiling sometime in May as well. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Great things coming up on our Talk Fantastic Podcast. And again, in June, we'll be back at least sometime in June with the another unknown, unnamed nonsense. And we'll see you there. But until then, y'all take care.